It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I thank each of you for listening today. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in nutritional information that will improve your health. Joining me today is Wendy Cates Dancer, and she's our co-host. She is a registered nurse, a nutrition counselor, and educator. And often you're here with me on Dishing Up Nutrition. It's been a while, though. It's been almost a month, I think, Wendy. Probably, yeah. It's good to be back. Good. It's nice having you here because we have one of your favorite topics today. Well, yeah, I have many favorite topics, but this really is a huge favorite of mine. Absolutely. So what is our topic? Our topic is menopause and perimenopause. Oh, wonderful. Yes, and it's a huge topic. I mean, we could talk about this. Actually, we should take a couple of days to talk about it. We're going to try to do the best we can in an hour because it, it's a huge, a huge topic. And, you know, when we look at menopause and perimenopause, I mean, we think absolutely women, yep. right? But what, you know, what can women expect and, and how we really want to look at, because this is not something that people stop and think about when they think about menopause, is how can I eat? <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Good. You know, how can I eat to prevent bone loss? How can I eat to prevent uh, uh, night sweats? Hot flashes. Hot flashes. Mood swings. Mood swings. You know, how does how does nutrition affect or reduce these symptoms and uh, and help us with that part in our hormonal shift in menopause? And as we know that every woman's body woman's body is unique. So not every woman can do the same thing and have the same results. results. That's right. Right. And the problems and symptoms that women experience at menopause. uh, So what we really want to do is open. We want to see where everybody's at out there. Yes. So we want to open up. Maybe no one's having any problems with it. (laughs) We we can just get through this quick, right? I don't think think that's true, but possibly. (laughs) So we wanted to open up the phone lines to anyone who has questions or has a problem or symptoms that of menopause. So the number here is six five one six four one one zero seven one, and we'd love for you to join our conversation on menopause and perimenopause today. You know, Wendy, it's it's a big problem for a lot of women because <clears throat> almost 70 million American women are in menopausal in those menopausal years. That's right a lot now. of women. We could and, start a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> and a concern that many, many of the menopausal women that come to us for a nutritional consultation is they're having trouble sleeping. That's yeah, a big that's, concern for a lot of those 70 million people, women in menopause. So yeah, Exactly, exactly. And sleep is is really one of the, you know, the big issues in perimenopause and menopause. And we also know that, uh, you know, this goes be, way beyond uh, menopausal women, but because 40 million Americans, uh, that's a, you know, that's a lot of Americans. <laughs> well, you know, it, when we're working with clients, Wendy, as you know, I would say... Probably at two thirds of the people that come in oh, are yeah. having 
problems sleeping. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or some other kind of issue with their sleep. Yeah, yeah, t- right, exactly. It's, it's just, it's just it happens way too often. So that's one of the first things that we often deal with, isn't it? Is sleep. Let's get you sleeping through the night. Right. That's very important because if you don't get to sleep, everything really kind of falls apart, doesn't it? It does. Yep. Yeah. So we have 40 million Americans suffering from sleep disorders. Sleep disorders such as sleep apnea. Um, now, I was not taught about sleep apnea uh, 40 years ago, 42 years ago when I went to nursing school. Oh, I'm sure not. No. So, you no. know, it's but but now, again, all the people, I mean, it's... Even again, children are having sleep apnea. Right. Exactly. Right. Oh. And that's at where you actually stop breathing. Exactly. And it causes great stress in your heart. Very serious condition. And lots of people are suffering from this. Mm-hmm. And uh, insomnia, of course, restless leg syndrome. You can't sleep when your legs keep moving. And lots of people with that. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, the night sweats. Mm -hmm. In menopause and perimenopause, you wake up in the middle of a sweat. Frequent urination. And also, for many of uh, our clients, they feel that nobody really closes their office anymore. In other words, what do we mean by that? It's like uh, you... Well, first of all, I have many people that that work way too long hours, you know, like 12 hours, and then they have to come home and complete something for next week yet or planning and stuff like that. But You mean somebody like uh, a nutritionist who's up to 1 o'clock working on... On the radio yeah. script? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's like that, you know, oh, yes. but also we have... Our emails to keep up with, don't we? You turn on the computer and you go to your email and the next thing you know, it's an hour and a half, two hours later and you've just missed two hours of sleep. Yes. So it is really that lack of sleep is a major concern for many women that are perimenopause and menopausal. I mean, it is. If it's bad habits, if it's hot flashes, if it's, you know, just they get kind of that wired feeling and they can't sleep. Right. It's a major concern for a lot of women. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it is. And we know that, it, I mean, we've had numerous studies that link lack of sleep with other major, uh, uh, it's a major ep- epi- a national epidemic Right. for obesity uh, is just one of them. Uh, for example, people who sleep only five hours a night have been found to uh, be 74%. That's huge. More likely to become obese than those who sleep seven to nine hours nightly. And now, you know, Wendy, you're an, an RN, a nurse, and I know you used to work in hospitals and all those other kinds of places. I bet that there were a lot of nurses that you worked with, especially the nurses that worked night shift. I bet they were not getting more than five hours of sleep a night, were they? Or yeah. day. Well, or it's whatever. not just other nurses. I did that myself. I mean, I worked nights for several years here and there, and you just can't make up on that sleep, and you get you get just totally um, tired. You can't think. But also, if you really look at the night nurses, many of them are overweight. I mean, my my brother in law would tell you that he works the night shift as a respiratory therapist down at the Mayo Clinic, mm-hmm. and he's just appalled at how. Uh, overweight many of the nurses are that work nights. But But here we are. Yeah, here we are. 74% more likely to become obese if you sleep five hours or less a night. Yeah. So. Well, well, why is that? Well, 
you know, we have really nothing in our uh, physiological makeup to make up for lack of sleep, you know, and we don't. And so when we sleep, that's when our body repairs the damage that you did the day before, Mm -hmm. makes all our hormones and everything we need for the next day. And it's also when it cleanses itself. Right. So when you're short circuiting any of those processes, you end up in trouble. Right. And and obese. I mean, I know if I don't get enough sleep, if I don't get my eight hours, the brain doesn't work so good now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing is, is when you're tired, what do you reach for? Coffee, sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Exactly. So an additional to lack of sleep, you know, menopausal women, I mean, this is one of the other big complaints that they have is why am I gaining weight? I'm not, you know, it's not, I'm not changing my eating. Why am I gaining weight? And, um, but I, I still believe lack of quality of sleep is just, just one factor, but it is an important factor at menopause. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're having trouble sleeping, uh, here's an email that a client sent me last week. The magnesium you recommended is working great for me. As you know, I have had trouble sleeping for the past several years. And after starting with 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate, I'm getting eight hours of sleep every night. Thanks, Wendy. I feel like a new person. Perfect. Isn't that great? So magnesium glycinate really does work wonders for many people. You know, it even works for kids and it even works for men. Uh, So you don't have to be menopausal for it to work. But for some, magnesium helps, but it still doesn't get a person a full night's sleep. So some people need additional ideas for getting more sleep. So Exactly. So we want to give you some more ideas. Okay, let's do it. So food habits may be holding you back from a good night's sleep, such as caffeine. Yes, and that's that's I That's huge. I had to stop all coffee. Did you? Even in the morning. None. None. <laughs> Nada for you. Um so caffeine, of course, when we think of caffeine, coffee or sodas, sodas a lot of people don't realize sodas have a lot of caffeine in them. Chocolate has a lot of caffeine in it. And some teas. I mean, some people need to cut out the teas, too. And for many of us, as we age, we actually do become more sensitive to caffeine. So even though you weren't one of those people young in your younger days, maybe uh, you've developed a sensitivity. And even some of the headache medications oh, contain yes. high levels of caffeine. Excedrin and things like that. Exactly. Yes. yes. So to move forward, uh, to get that sleep, we want to cut out coffee soda, chocolate, and even caffeine, and switch to herbal teas. Yes. So uh, should we maybe take kind of a quick early break here? And, okay. and l- before we do that, um, Wendy, let me just give out the phone number again. It's 651-641-1071. In case people want to call in and they have menopausal problems or symptoms and they want to talk about I think they're all at the state fair. Maybe they are. <laughs> which is where we should be. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we are discussing the role nutrition plays in helping you maintain menopausal health. A concern we often hear is that we, is this big concern about weight gain during those menopausal years. Oh, we hear that all the time. Perimenopause, absolutely. Uh, yes, our, menop- our metabolism does slow down during this time, and we also tend to be less active, many women. We may have estrogen dominance or 
there we are, maybe at the state fair, yep. where we eat a seven ounce container of cheese curds. Oh, yes. Consuming 140 calories, and we're not even talking about all the trans fats in there, are we? That's just one container, Wendy. That's one container. And they're making them smaller these days, too. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> or treating your treat. I'd love everybody goes, I need a treat. Treat yourself to those little chocolate chip cookies at 580 calories. Or to top it off, you just have one corn dog at 350 calories. You have just taken in 2,100 calories in just these three snacks. And nobody eats just three snacks at the state fair, do they? Well, I mean, I heard one host on this show, on this uh, station that said she spent $200 one day oh, no. in, food in food at the fair. Woohoo! Okay, <laughs> so then you decide, well, I'm just going to exercise more. You're going to walk off those extra calories. Well... Grab your tennis shoes because you're going to be walking for 21 miles. Just for these three Just things. Just for these three things. So, and I know people walk a lot at the state fair, but I don't think they walk 21 miles. I don't think so either. <laughs> so if you have any questions for us about menopause, again, Dar already gave you the number, but here we are, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are interested in even more nutritional information, let me introduce you to Grace, who listens to Dishing Up Nutrition in New York City. I think it was New York City. All right. And she has a wonderful blog, which she calls Grace Milk Honey. And you can log on to her blog at gracemilkhoney.blogspot.com. And all of us at Dishing Up Nutrition send our greetings, and we really appreciate you, Grace. So thanks for blogging about us, and and even That's adding great. some Isn't new, that wonderful? yeah, and and having new information. So we've got listeners all over in now. New York City. Yes. All right, isn't that great? That's wonderful. Well, before we went on break, <laughs> we were talking about foods and what you can do uh, to sleep. So. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about caffeine, you know, get get rid of the caffeine. Mm-hmm. But another food habit that may be holding you back from a good night's sleep is eating sugar oh. and processed carbs. The bagels, the cereal, the popcorn, the M&Ms, or the pasta meals. We recommend balanced meals throughout the day and a healthy snack at bedtime. So what's a healthy snack? A sliced apple with some almond butter is a good one. Or blueberries and heavy cream. Yep, that's the real whipped cream. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or even a peach with, uh, peaches are great right now, with yes, a sliced avocado or a quarter cup of nuts. A combination of good carbs, real fruit, and healthy fat keeps the blood sugar stable throughout the night. And more serotonin is able to be received into the cells, making for a calm, peaceful night's sleep. So real food helps to balance hormones so that, you know, you ha- you sleep better, you have less hot flashes, less... Mood swings, eating real food is the habit that will move you forward to good health through menopause, actually. So let's take some callers. We, I know we got a okay, few people got... list, waiting for us this morning. Kathy, <clears throat> welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Hi, hey, Kathy. You have a question for us? Well, I am one of those who doesn't sleep. I was a night nurse for 20 years, and I'm still nursing, but during the day. Uh-huh. Okay. I, but I take uh, 
prescription sleeping pills and and have started on an antidepressant to see if that will help. And I can just, you know, I can take two sleeping pills and wake up in, you know, two, three, four hours. Well, and, let, let, we'll, we'll kind of, Wendy and I will kind of do this one together. But first of all, you have to take magnesium, magnesium glycinate, because it gets absorbed very well. And... I, you know, I hate to say this, but I would really recommend our magnesium glycinate because I know that it works well. And okay. so probably you need, you know, probably about 600 milligrams of magnesium at bedtime. Okay. So you can get to sleep or not. Do you um, get, do you get I, to sleep, no, Kathy? I, I don't get, I don't get to sleep without something. Well, okay. then, then I would recommend some melatonin, then a sublingual one that you put under your tongue. Probably okay, about five milligrams. Yeah, that's okay, a good. I, I have tried all of the over-the-counter things at one point or another. But you so know, you've tr- you've tried uh, you've tried the magnesium, Kathy? Not the magnesium. Okay. Okay. And then but I have I've taken melatonin, but just pills. Yeah, and that's the difference yeah. because sometimes oh. people's digestive systems don't work as well, and then the one that you swallow digestively. Um, just doesn't work. So the subligal works better for people. Okay. And then I Can would, I... and you're in menopause, right? No, oh, actually, I'm Perry? 66. Oh, you're what? 66. Okay. Oh, you need some progesterone, some progesterone cream. And that's the hormone that helps us feel calm, helps us sleep. You know, personally, it, that... I, when I hit 65, I thought, oh, darn, you don't need progesterone any longer. And so I quit taking it. Mm-hmm. And about three months later, I was having trouble sleeping, and I couldn't figure it out because I, I never have trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. And finally, when I was working with a client, I thought, oh, I forgot. I don't take my progesterone any longer. Mm-hmm. So the second night that I took it, I was sleeping again. And so progesterone is... Where do you put it? <laughs> well, I put it over my thyroid, which is, you know, the front of okay. your neck, and I put it on inside my wrists and palms of my hands every night and about a quarter of a teaspoon. And that's kind of an over-the-counter uh, progesterone cream, a good quality one. is. But you, know. you want to make sure you get a good quality one. And yeah. so I, I think, Kathy, um, uh, your problem is not going to be easy to solve, or, or maybe it will be. But when I look at your history of 30 years of working nights... Well, and I've just always, always been a night person. I mean, uh, I, there's often times if I work all day and I just come home and just rest for 20 minutes, I can stay up for 24 hours. Uh huh. You know, right? Right. A problem. N- not so good for your body, though, right? <laughs> no, no. But why don't you try? Why don't you try some of these things that we recommended? And I also would uh, really recommend with the again the complicated picture that we have here: sleep medications, etc. That you would consider doing a consultation with one of us at the office. Or I agree with you, uh, Wendy. I I think that would really because then we could really look in depth at you know the medications you're on and your history and uh, put you on the right plan. Uh, Dar, Dar, of course magnesium melatonin is great for people that you know we're working shifts like you i absolutely agree but you want to get the food in there too and it's all really important you know when you get that all together i think um you'll be sleeping better and and i stay up late so of course i eat yep 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 You, you know and so you've got a whole you know, you got 30 years of habits that need to be changed. Yeah, and, and when so, you stay up later, your adrenals actually start kicking in again, and, and then you're not going to be able to sleep. So it's all that sleep hygiene, too. So Right. 
So how do I, where do I call? 651-699-3438. Okay. And what part of town do you live in? Burnsville. Burnsville? Okay. I mean, call, you know, we have... uh, Lakeville. uh, Lakeville. Uh, We have an office in uh, St. Paul. So either, but if you call the 651-699-3438, they can, you know, decide where it's going to work for you for an appointment. Okay. Right. Thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah. yeah good luck, call. Kathy. Thanks for the call. Thank so, you. Bye. Yeah. Yep. So when we are dealing with perimenopause and menopause, the picture becomes often complicated, doesn't it, Dar? It does. Because we have our history and of how we've managed our health. You know, working thirty years as a night nurse. You know, like Kathy, and we. You know, we really do need to look at all that. So people need a lot of guidance. So when you mention about the fact that you're going to be teaching a class. Mm-hmm. Coming up uh, in September on... Yes, I am. This is why I like to do this, because I'm um, almost 60. I'll be 60 September 4th. Oh. So, wow. um, and uh, I did the whole menopause thing a couple years ago. Um, uh, but I'm always surprised at how little women, but not just women, everybody... I mean, it doesn't seem like our doctors know a lot about female hormones either, mm-hmm. or even a lot of the experts, you know, with these hormones. So we need to really start looking at this and delving into this and, you know, what can we do and learning more about our bodies. So I am very uh, privileged to teach the hot flash solutions for perimenopause and menopause, which, by the way, uh, we're going to be doing twice in September. One is September 9th in White Bear. That's mm-hmm. my home office. And September 22nd in Wyzetta. And I'm, I don't know what days of the week those are. I think, One's a what? What? I think the September 9th is a Thursday and the September 22nd is a Wednesday. So for times, just go to our website, weightandwellness.com, or call the number Dar gave out before, 651-699-3438. Right. And so should we take some more callers or how are we doing here? I think here? we have. Yeah, let's take. We have a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, Linda, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Sure. Um, a year ago, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and underwent a radical hysterectomy at the age of 44, which threw me into immediate menopause. Uh-huh. And I am through the worst of it. I've elected not to take any hormones just because of the cancer risk. And right. I am cancer-free, by the way. Right. Good for um, you. Thanks. And, but my biggest question now is, is the weight gain. I'm working out more than I ever have. I eat really healthy. Um, and I've just gone up a size, and I, it's really frustrating. And I don't know if, if, if is it temporary waiting for my body to adjust to the lack of estrogen, or is there something else I could be doing um, you know, I have a two-year-old, so I can only, you know, I, wor- I try to work out, you know, four times a week, but that's really my limit. Well, you know, one of the things we, we uh, over the last two years, we developed a series of classes called Nutrition for Weight Loss. And so as we've been working with people, we have realized that for people that have, like you have a very stubborn metabolism right now, and yeah. not not <laughs> of your choosing, but because right. of your the surgeries and everything that's gone on. And so what people that have these stubborn metabolisms, they have to be exact with their food and so that they basically, you know, it's a pain, but you have to weigh and measure your foods and you can't skip 
meals. You have to eat on schedule. And then when you start doing that and taking some key supplements like fish oil and things like that, that your metabolism will start working again. And okay. But it takes that kind of guidance that people need to do that. It's to be exact. And that, you know, and sometimes you think, wow, this I can't believe that I have to be this exact with my food in order to lose weight. But you do. And that's just because you have a very slow, stubborn metabolism right now. Okay. Well, the and other then... the other part of that, though, Linda, is the, you know, the stress that your body has uh, gone through. I'm sh- assuming you had chemotherapy. You know, I, I didn't. I had two surgeries, and, and they had they got all the cancer with the first great. surgery. So, great. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay. I didn't have to do chemo, thankfully. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That is great. But, yeah, but, but again, there's that stress that your body went under, I mean, too. Yes, so even the surgeries add that, uh, added stress to your bodies. Probably wiped yeah. out some good bacteria. Yeah. Yep. So, right. so those they, are some of the things that we address. We certainly address it in our nutrition for weight loss, but we also address it as in individual And the menopause class would be great too, yeah. Kathy, because, or, I'm sorry, um, Linda, you were thrown into it like right away. Yeah, it was pretty intense. And um, I guess my question too is once I do start, you know, if I take the class and I start measuring my food and I'm really diligent about it, how long does it take to kind of you know, I'm kind of desperate. How long does it take to get your metabolism kind of back in working order? Well, I think you should probably think in terms of doing that for about six weeks before you might notice that your metabolism starts working for you, to be okay. honest. I mean, we're we're painting the worst scenario to yeah. you. <laughs> it might happen after a week. Yep. Oh, but, okay. you know, it is very healthy eating. That's the other thing. You're not compromising your immune system with the way that we suggest that you eat. We, you are actually supporting your immune system, which you have to do now. No right. question. But right. great so, questions. Yeah, that, right, Linda. Well, you take care of yourself. It's time for us to take a break. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for calling. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We have two very wonderful classes starting in September. One, one um, starting on September 13th, we'll be offering our weight and wellness class in many different locations. And Mary will be teaching in Chanhassen Tuesday nights, Joan, Cambridge, um, and Angela will be teaching in Edina, Orly, and Andover. I myself am going to be teaching in White Bear on Thursday night. There are many more classes. Uh, Go to our website, weightandwellness.com. And remember, nurses out there, you get continuing education credits. You will get six two-hour classes full of life-changing information, all for only $225. And stay tuned for our exciting details on our new class for weight loss. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. 
To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and our co-host is Wendy Cates Dancer, registered nurse, nutrition educator. In fact, on September 9th, Thursday at White Bear Lake, she's going to be teaching our Hot Flash class, Solutions for Perimenopause and Menopause. And if you want more information about it, check our website, weightandwellness.com, or you can give, I, maybe Amy, I'm not sure who's working this morning, uh, but you can call 651-699-3438, and they'll be happy to answer all the questions for you. Yep. And uh, So we calls. have some callers that are still okay. waiting on the line very patiently for us. Kathy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Great. Great. And you? I'm doing well, thank you. I have a question regarding, um, I was 38 or 39 when I went through menopause. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So is that going to later on, you know, I'm I'm uh, 59 now. Is that going to cause problems later on when I get more senior-like? In, <laughs> what, in, in what way? What are what kind of problems are you thinking? Uh, well, like right now I'm having problems. I'm, well, I'm, I've lost 15 pounds in a month and stuff, but I had been gaining, and I do have a thyroid condition and stuff. Uh-huh. But um, just, in, you know, with with being so young and sure. stuff. Well, you yeah, know, that is early. To, to kind of answer that early. question realistically, I think you're a person that needs to be eating very, very carefully all the time. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, you have to be eating sufficient protein and you should be eating, you know, protein that doesn't have all those hormones in because what they have, you know, they tend to have extra antibiotics and hormones and the, the they give them hormones to kind of fatten them up faster. Right. Well, I, I make sure I drink the hormone-free milk. And okay, stuff. great. Okay. So, and then try to eat lots of vegetables because they give you the antioxidant protection you need. And you need to eat healthy fats like olive oil and avocados and all those things. Because what that's going to do is keep your bones healthy. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep, you know, your metabolism working better. It's going to keep the kind of your brain chemistry working better. So it's going to... Do the things that maybe your your body isn't making um, estrogen, and it's certainly not making progesterone now because you're not ovulating, mm-hmm. but it will start to keep the everything balanced. Um, you know, and it's just one of the realities. If you start eating sugar or processed carbs like cereals and those things, I mean, they just cause more inflammation in your body, and you can gain weight very easily that way. Yeah, well, I'm off of that during... This diet program I'm on. Well, so. sometimes these, you know, these, we hate to call them diets, but these healthier Change eating approaches. Life. What did you say? Change of life. Change of life. So it's kind of like you have to just, you know, keep keep eating in a healthy way right. to, to kind of counteract that early menopause that you went through. So, yeah. So, Kathy, I think to answer your question really in a nutshell is that you don't have to... Uh, you know, suffer if you start really taking care of yourself and doing all the right things. I mean, yes, you had menopause early, but 
um, if you do everything to, you know, balance your hormones now and eat properly, uh, uh, you should be fine. Come take, right. come take Wendy's class. Because okay. it, it's it's a three hour class, isn't it? It is, and it should be six. Yeah. But it's you but know it's we get three. we get a good start. So we start yep. at nine and it, or six. start at six and end, end at, at nine. nine. But it'll give you a lot, a lot more information. A lot more. And information. It's only like forty nine dollars, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. It's great. I don't class. look at the prices. I just show you, up. <laughs> but you, I mean, you know, you yeah. have fun when because yeah, we Wendy's do. teaching and it's fun. So okay, well, I'll, I'll keep listening to you this morning. Okay, thanks, Kathy. Thank you. Okay. Um, let's see. I think Lynn was next. Okay. Uh, Lynn, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Thanks hi. for taking me. Thanks for waiting. That's okay. My question is, you know what, I, I kind of have all the symptoms that the other ladies have been talking about, but what my real concern is I'm having a lot of hot flashes. I wasn't having them for a few months, and now they're back. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually taking your pro bono product because mm-hmm. I have osteopenia. Yep. I take the... 5,000 milligrams extra of vitamin D3 because I'm really low on that. Perfect. And 1,000 milligrams of the omega-3 plus I'm gluten intolerant. Okay. So what can I do so that well, I can alleviate this? Are you? Have you added any progesterone cream? No. I think that would be the next step. Okay. And uh, get a good quality. We have a couple of different brands at our office. Uh, one that doesn't have other chemicals in it, and one that gets absorbed well. Those are kind of our criteria when we pick products. Okay. Of, and you yeah. have those right at your White Bear Lake? Tonight? Yes, we do. Okay. And then start using like a quarter, probably a quarter to a half a teaspoon at bedtime. Yeah, and the other thing, Lynn, is, is, is um, you know, our... Are you balancing your blood sugar? Are you eating every, like, two and a half to three hours some protein, fat, and carbs? You know, I'm probably not doing that very well this this time of the year. Um, yeah. I'm kind of, you know, on a crazy schedule running here and there, so... I'm probably not eating very well. Okay, you have yeah, to. That's a first. That, right. That That is just critical in balancing your blood sugar. That, uh, if your blood sugar is high or low, that really affects our hormones. So I want you to do that part, too. Okay. And I'm, I'm probably going to sign up for your class. Oh, please. Great. Great. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Lynn. You. Okay. <laughs> so I think we have one time to take one more cla- uh, class. One more class. Oh. <laughs> one more break. <laughs> one more. Cl- so, Kathy, welcome to the show. Kathy is our new yes. today. <laughs> Hello, Kathy. Oh, is this Kathy? Is it Kathy from Plymouth you want to talk to? <laughs> it is Kathy from Plymouth. All right. I was just talking to my neighbor, too. So, okay. Um, I eat balanced about 90% of the time thanks to many of your classes and it's like night and day the results I'm Uh just astonished so it's probably a little bit more of a comment when I fall off the wagon um, for a day or two with sweets because that's my downfall Mm -hmm. I am just amazed at how I plummet I don't know if that's because I'm so weaned from it but I will plummet and it's usually increased sugar and maybe lack of exercise, you know, for a few days, because I do that pretty regularly, I will just plummet in my moods, and everything looks terrible. And I don't want to believe, every time it happens, I don't want to believe that it's (laughs) my food and my exercise. You don't, I think I want to deny that, but it happens every time. I think that's a great comment. (laughs) And I, I, I sometimes feel like I want to go back on... Prozac that I got off of thanks to your classes because I don't want to believe it's the food. And so I guess I just, 
I don't know. It's not really a question. It's just a, yeah. a comment. I like you to comment on how I plummet. For me, sugar, a day or two, if I've been eating balanced, the hot flashes are immediate. Yep, exactly. I will not have, for me, you know, it, I'm lucky that way. It's, but I guess I just need you to I mean, comment on the plummeting and how severe it can be. I mean, what it is is... You know, you now are, when you're eating balanced and you're eating the weight and wellness way, you feel great. You probably yes. never fa- felt this great in your life. Yes. And so now when you f- add the sugar, you realize how lousy you were feeling your whole life before. Yeah, and it's just, it's, <laughs> and that's just, but you know what? That's what makes people continue to eat in balance because you don't want to feel that way. Right. You know, you could put on a few pounds and that wouldn't make the difference. But when you start to feel just awful again and you start having those hot flashes or you feel low moods, like, you know, you said low moods, you needed Prozac. Well, you don't need Prozac when you're eating this way. Exactly. Guys, that's great. I mean, what yeah. a great. But but also, um, Kathy, when you look at the biochemistry of how your body works, you know, sugar um, actually increases insulin. And insulin is our body's most powerful hormone. I'm sure you heard that in our classes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so insulin really directs all of our other hormones. And, and also your blood sugar, when it's low, it stresses out your adrenals. So it, you know, it just makes perfect sense if people really, again, look at the biochemistry of how our body works. And how that little bit of sugar can just throw really it mess, all off. mess with yeah. our hormones. Absolutely. And because, because you feel so bad, so Quickly, I am having longer and longer stretches in between being bad. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, you keep working <laughs> on it. Okay. One comment um, for a woman that called in earlier. I, I am a nurse, and I've been talking to my patients a lot about your class, and a patient came in yesterday. He said, you know, I started, he only ate one meal a day. He said, I started eating breakfast, and then since I started eating breakfast, he lost seven pounds. <laughs> so wow, yes. It's just a good a good. You know, you keep uh, spreading the word. Let's, let's get oh, people healthy. Okay, <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time to take another break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are tired of that menopausal weight gain or any weight gain for that matter, check out our new Nutrition for Weight Loss program. This program is based on the new science of weight loss. Learn the biochemical principles of weight loss, change those habits holding, that are holding you back, and get back into those pants. Or dress or (laughs) this program includes 12 classes and two one hour consultations with a nutritionist. Make this fall uh, the fall fall that you start feeling good again. Yes. We'll be back. We'll be right back. My talk 1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, next week. Be sure to tune in because we have a special guest, Dr. Stacy McCary, who is going to help us understand the relationship of environmental toxins, food sensitivities, and a variety of other things that have led to an alarming increase in ADD, ADHD, and autism in the United States. She is an international expert on, on cutting-edge nutritional intervention to support the reduction of autism spectrum symptoms. So share this topic with your friends if you have know somebody that has a child with autism because one out of 133 children now are being diagnosed with autism today. So yeah, exactly. interesting. Yeah. 
That, that is very interesting. We always have interesting things to talk about, don't we? We try to. We yeah. work at it. We do. But <laughs> I want to go back to uh, letting people know about our brand new class, our Nutrition for Weight Loss Program, Dar, because you've been working, well, we've been working on this, you said two years, two but years. I think it's been longer than that. Probably. You know, <laughs> you know, discussing back and forth. And, right. And then also really putting together the, everything that we think people need to move forward with this weight loss. You know, the 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 good information in the classes. The but, 12 classes. But also revamping our counseling system so that we can get, you know, in one hour to move people in the right direction if they have cravings or sleep or any of those things. We really need to address those along the way. So this class, I think, is set up perfectly. Not that we're not going to need to do some tweaking down the road, but, uh, you know, just please join us in this endeavor. It's just... Uh, uh, really, we're targeting uh, the weight loss and in a healthy way. In a healthy way, so that you end up losing weight and being and feeling healthier. good, and sleeping, feeling good, doing yes. all the things that are. You know, you'll yep. still have your muscles after you get done, and <laughs> all those things that are so important. And again, it's twelve classes. It's two one-hour counseling sessions with one of the nutritionists. Or with Wendy or anybody that, you know, on staff. And we're going to focus on metabolism Mm -hmm. and cravings. And accountability. And accountability and also, um, you know, lifestyle factors. Yep. So all those things. Looking at all that. And we got uh, 12 weeks to do it. So uh, we're going to take one more call here. Carol, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Oh, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. Excuse me. I've got a couple questions and a cold. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I think my daughter, she's 39 and a half, and I think she's starting um, perimenopause. She thinks maybe she is. Uh-huh. Missed periods, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question, are there blood tests that determine where she is at with that? I think more at- important. <laughs> there, there are. Uh, they're, they're not really accurate. You know, they can really be all over the place. And so, I, you know, I wouldn't totally rely on them, but... Um, you know, there I, are blood tests. Yes. I strongly feel that early menopause is a reflection on the nutritional status of that person, and possibly how s- much stress that they're experiencing in life. Oh, she is weak, weak, weak. That's my second question on the perimenopause. She's weak on all of those, very weak. Right, and so um, I, you know, I would say she. More important is to get have her come in and see. I mean, have her come in and see Wendy and do a one-on-one. Uh, to get the nutrition going and avoid going into perimenopause. You know, an average age for menopause is like... It's supposed 50, to be 51. Okay. 51. Yeah, I was going to say 52. Uh-huh. So what we... And we have seen this over and over, is that we start working with somebody that's 39, and we they don't go into perimenopause or menopause. They get their nutrition in order, and lo and behold, it doesn't happen until they're in their 50s. So, oh, I'm going to tell her all this now. She is ex- she's experiencing. I don't know if it's just stress or if it's connected to hormonal extreme mood changes. Now she's going. Oh, sure. Real bad time. Yeah. Real, real bad time. Okay. Well, That's not, that sounds pretty hormonal, and most people don't realize, Carol, that our blood sugar plays uh, oh, a huge, huge, huge role in our hormones. So I think oh, we could I help her out a lot if she could at... maybe come to class or yeah, yeah, do oh, a. I cons- would love it. I would love it. I'm going to try and get her to do it. Second question, mm-hmm. second topic. I am. Um, I've been frightened by progesterone. This is for myself now. For um, progesterone cream. 
um, any kind of hormone um, um, intake. Okay. Uh-huh. Tell me you you're, you guys are perfectly comfortable with using them because I have trouble like the other one sleeping, et cetera, et cetera. Certainly we are, and uh-huh. because in in uh, you know it's been used for at least fifty years, and there's been no reported harmful okay. effect from using it, and. You know, when people use like an over-counter, a good quality over-the-counter progesterone cream, it is basically has, for a quarter of a teaspoon, it has 20 milligrams. Which is okay. what your body makes every day. Yes. So Okay. It should make if you're ovulating. Right. And so what gets absorbed? Maybe 10 milligrams. Okay. And so it's a very low dosage. And there's, you know, it's the estrogens that we have to be careful about but not the progesterone. I'm going to try them again. My last question. I did try the progesterone cream. I got it from a chiropractic office. It came out of Scottsdale. Yes. I got so mean. You got mean? Yes. I noticed a change in my mood. That's not... That, that, Edgy, mean, yeah, and I'm no. not like that. No, okay. you know, and that's... that's I put it away. I put yeah. it so I should try your product. Well, I think... Well, yes. you know what? I think I think maybe... Because uh, sometimes people can react to many different things. There might have been something in it or... Okay. Uh, you know, you can certainly try it. But if you're really scared, uh, Carol, I think sitting down with a nutritionist for a couple hours to really help you figure out because maybe that puts something else out of balance that you're not doing also, you see. You haven't experienced any that you don't hear that often? No. Uh, Well, it's rare. It's extremely rare, but anybody can react to anything. Sure. Sure. Oh, good. Well, lots of good answers. I'm going to try yours, though. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'm I'm doing pretty good on my nutrition. I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Excellent, excellent, excellent. My daughter needs help in that area. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, you know, I think one of the things, Wendy, you know, as we can tell, I mean, Carol's a perfect good example. We have a lot of confusion about hormones. Yes, we do. And in fact, I want to talk about one of the largest studies ever taken on diet and health. It was the European Perspective Investigation for Cancer and Nutrition. And it's turned up some very interesting finding about women's hormones. This long-term investigation of over 500,000 women found that estrogen and androgen increases breast cancer risks both before and after menopause. But the hormone progesterone does not. Of course. That makes perfect sense. Yes. So 500,000 women. Yes. That's a big uh, study. Also, the International Journal of Cancer found a link to lower endometrial cancer when there are low level lower levels of estrogen. So low and, levels of estrogen. And higher levels of progesterone. So from this research, it would seem that as women, we must guard against having excess estrogen, and we need to add progesterone. So what are some other benefits of progesterone? Well, now, you know, I always think you have to think in terms of how much to use, too. We're not talking about excessive. We're no. just talking about a little. This hormone helps our body metabolize fat for energy. It helps to metabolize fat. Isn't that interesting? It helps to metabolize fat. And it's a natural diuretic. Now, there's some other benefits of natural progesterone. Well, progesterone completely supports our thyroid function. It also supports our adrenals. It helps to maintain a normal sex drive. It calms anxiety, helps to stimulate the maturing of cells. So when we get too much estrogen, that makes your cells uh, uh, divide faster. With, and so then we end up with cancer because we don't have the progesterone to slow down 
and uh, mature those cells. And 75% of women are low on progesterone. That's right. So, and best of all, it helps us sleep. Sleep. Thanks so, for listening today, and I'll see you soon next week. Okay. And Wendy, thank you. And I'll see everybody at the menopause class. Thanks for listening. Bye.